Welcome to the Antioch Word, a podcast for the Antioch College community. My name is Rachel Isaacson. I'm a co-host and Miller Fellow here at WISO Public Radio Station. Today we'll hear from Philip Brigham, class of 1997. We spoke here at WISO Studios during the 2018 Antioch College reunion, where he spoke about how his co-ops influenced his interest in anthropology, how Antioch was during the 90s, and why the world needs a place like Antioch. Philip Brigham, my class year is 1997, and I majored in philosophy and anthropology. What were some of your co-ops? I worked, my first co-op was at Project Open Hand in Atlanta, which was an organization that delivered food and, well, yeah, food to HIV-positive people in the Atlanta area. That was my first co-op. My second co-op was I took a trip to Brazil and studied syncretic religion in, in Brazil, just sort of a self-designed co-op, just traveling up the coast. I meant to get in the interior, but it's such a big country that wasn't possible. How would you define syncretic religion? So syncretic religions are religions that syncretize, that combine Christian aspects, the, the Christian saints, Christian ideas with traditional religion, generally of an African descent. It was a way for... Mm slaves to practice their own religion without letting on that they were practicing their own religion by equating the saints uh, with deities from their homes. Is it the idea that truth comes in many names? I think it's certainly developed that way. I think that's that's a fair thing to say is that that's how it's become because there's no longer the need to disguise. Yeah, even with science. I mean, science yeah. is another way to put language to phenomena. Sure, sure absolutely. And it's it, yet another belief system is really when you get down to it. So, yeah, I think that was probably my favorite co-op. It was also the one that I got paid the least for because I didn't get paid at all. I co-opted El Rescate in Los Angeles. That was a organization that was dedicated to processing asylum claims for refugees from the Salvadoran Civil War. That was a fantastic experience. It was also rough. I was making about... They paid me 20 bucks a week and gave me a bed in the shelter and one meal a day. And that was pretty rough to survive on that in Los Angeles, but uh, I managed. I had a great time. That experience actually pushed me to the anthropology study really intensely. The shelter where I was living was in Pico Union, which is a Salvadoran Guatemalan neighborhood, or was at the time. I actually don't know if it still is. And I'm a smoker still. But 20 bucks a week wasn't enough to buy regular cigarettes, so I was rolling my own cigarettes. And couldn't smoke in the building, so I'd always have to smoke outside. Like three doors down from the shelter was a a gang house for the 18th Street gang members. And uh, You smoked cigs with them? I, I, I did. It, <laughs> that's how it came about. They, they saw me out front rolling a cigarette... And came up to me and said, hey, what are you smoking? Can we have some? And I was like, you smoking. can sure have some, but it's just a cigarette. Sorry. So, yeah. And after that, just started like hanging out. lavender in there. Right. <laughs> right. So, I uh, just started hanging out with them. Like, whenever I would be outside smoking, they would come over and hang out. It was fascinating. So, yeah. And that, that pushed me towards anthropology, but anthropology of, of gangs, of that kind of an aspect, as opposed to sociological like, like studies. Yeah, exactly. So, 
Yeah, that was urban uh, anthropology. Mm-hmm. Exactly. AKA smoking cigs. Yep. Gang. <laughs> well, that developed later to drinking with the gang. Um, but that was when Graduated. I was getting my master's degree. So. <laughs> oh, what a good co-op. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was super excited that a lot of students from the 90s signed up to be interviewed because, yeah, yeah I heard the 90s were kind of wild and fun. But we, had, we had a good time. Do you, we had a really good time. Can you tell me anything about the fun that happened? You mean in the aside 90s? from what I've just told you? Yeah. Okay. Let me see if I can tell you anything that won't get me arrested. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we, we, we had a really good time. It was, um, I mean, we had the whole student union building which was a fantastic space. Uh, one of the things I hear from a lot of the alums that are older is that they hated it because it was so, we, we had destroyed it or whatever. Because <laughs> it was, I mean, have you been in there? It's, it's toxic in there right now. But we had just parties. There would be dances every Wednesday and every Saturday Wednesday. night. Yep, every Wednesday, every Saturday. No, twice a week. Yeah. Twice a week. Oh, I yeah. knew the 90s were fun. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> And, and that was just the, the official ones. I mean, there would obviously be other parties. Did you have div dance and stuff? Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. were those held there as well? Yeah. Okay. Everything was there. <laughs> it, was, it was our space entirely. I mean, we, we, I don't even know who cleaned it for sure. I think we cleaned it up, <laughs> arguably. Was yeah, there it, any music that came to Antioch during those times? Did you have any bands that? Crash Worship came and almost set the building on fire. Because, have you ever heard of Crash Worship? Mm-mm, but I think, didn't the Dead Kennedys also come in the, the 90s? The Dead Kennedys, not in the 90s. The Dead Kennedys no. came in the 80s. Okay. I yeah. found that on YouTube. Yeah. Was there any uh, social justice still happening in the 90s when you were there? In what sense? Like, I mean, did people still do any kind of activism? Absolutely. Like, yeah. Absolutely. We had a, a, we had a pretty strong contingent of the AYF, the Anarchist Youth Federation. <gasps> Um, yeah. yeah, we had a fairly strong group and there was a, yeah, there were protests, I would say every week to other, every other week, somewhere, somebody was going to have protest. Um, uh, what did we do? Protesting Columbus Day in Columbus, protesting, uh, I'm from Columbus and there you go. <laughs> yes. Uh, the protest that the, the, that plant that, that used to be just down the way, I don't know if it still is. There was a cement plant or something like that that's just down on Dayton Yellow Springs Road towards sure. the interstate. Um, but it was one of the, I don't know if it still is, but it was one of the biggest polluters in the state, so we would have regular demonstrations there. Mm. Um, but yeah, definitely. There yeah. was external still and a lot internal. Of passion over there. Right. Like, yeah, weekly. Yeah. Weekly passionate yeah. protests. So, but, and also internal protests. Obviously, there was the SOP. P. That happened in the 90s? Uh, yeah, it was first written, the first draft was 91. And then they, there were revisions that were done to it that came into effect in 92, which was when I entered. Wow. So you were there when it first yeah. came into being. How did you feel about it? Um, I felt, it, it it made sense. It just didn't. It made me feel more comfortable going right, to college. Right. Um, but it wasn't. I mean, I had already been in college for three years already. So I was 21 years old when I came. Um, I, I, I don't know. It just the, the, the idea of, of 
getting affirmative consent just seems logical. Why wouldn't you want that? Why wouldn't you want to know for sure that the person that you're involved with is interested in doing whatever it is you're interested in doing? Yeah, I think we, I never watched it, but I think that it was kind of made fun of on Friday Night Live, wasn't Saturday it? Saturday Night Live, yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it was. It was uh, a, yeah, you can find it on YouTube. It's a ridiculous skit. Um, Even now we get articles. We There uh-huh. was someone who came to our campus, I think from the New York Times, who interviewed some of our students mm-hmm. on our SOPP, uh, especially with the Me Too movement. Now right. we were kind of highlighted once again. And right. even then there was like still these like strong critiques that were honestly to me surprising because I agree with you. Right. I mean, what kind of critiques were like critiques from students or critiques uh, from? From the New York Times. Oh, okay. And they kind of misconstrued the voices of some of our students. And they even went to interview and give um, a voice to one of the people that got kicked out of our campus for for violations for that violation okay. and so we felt you know yeah that's violated by that cause yeah yeah you know because they were kind of softening how strong that offense is you know sure and, and this person had multiple abuse cases and so gotcha to go behind and yeah do that. and then give them a space to in that article to be like oh well Right, kind of portrayed them like they were a victim to the SOPP, even though they were the ones who. Yeah, and I think there's, I think there's a lot of that. I think, uh, yeah, that sounds really familiar. (laughs) Yeah, and it's in tune with also the Me Too movement, right? And how they're, you know, saying like, oh no, poor guy got right, (laughs) lost his sports scholarship. Yeah, well, screw him. Poor guy. I don't, yeah, no sympathy at oh, all. Well, that's what I mean. Like, the New York Times <coughs> person gave sympathy to an abuser. And so we then released our own thing on our own. You know, newspaper. I saw that. Yeah. I did. Um, well, I, I I saw it shared on somebody's page. I think I saw it on Kay's page. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 I think that would be it. Yeah, and I was really proud of the students here for yeah. giving that strong reply of, no, we still think that that was unacceptable. Right. Yeah, no, that's awesome. <laughs> some solidarity that with that, even though it was... Yeah, stand up for yourselves and say, hey, look. Yeah, I'm happy don't, that don't... we're still... Like, even at the alumni registration, as the alumni are picking up the their cards <coughs> to drink over this weekend, um, they had to all sign the SOPP. Yeah, yeah. And so... And hopefully they will abide by it. <laughs> it's on... I think it's just so ingrained now. Yeah. I mean, I asked for consent for everything mm-hmm. and i think even outside antioch my friends who don't even go here they learn from just being around me because i because it it's more than just the sexual sure part. it's it's everything it's Some can people i sit don't by like you? to be touched right can I yeah. sit by you is it okay if such and such yeah. and i and i just got so in the habit that mm-hmm. i do that and then other people get to you know and i think other people feel really comforted by that and yeah. then or like, wow, I've never seen someone, you know, be as considerate as that. Right. And yeah, to me, you don't have to worry about anything if yeah. you uh, just just, <laughs> just ask. This consent is this wide range. It aspect. is. It is, and it's and it boils down to just simple politeness. Exactly. That's really what basic it basic respect to. and consideration. Yeah. yeah. So why does the world need a college like Antioch today? So we were just talking about the SOPP, and I think that's a perfect example of why the world needs a college like Antioch today. 
20 years ago, 26 years ago, it was, it, we came, the SOPP came into existence. Now, within the last couple of years, colleges around the country are adopting similar policies. California is adopting a similar policy as a state. Really? As a state? There's there's movement in that direction. There's movement in that direction. Don't I, I don't know how far along. <laughs> you don't get too excited. I don't know if it would actually go through. I mean, even that conversation starter. Right, right. Antioch, there needs to be a place where people who are going to make the world what it's going to be can explore the options, can try out things, work out the kinks. Like I said, there was one version of the SOP that needed to be redrafted. And so they redrafted it after trying it out. So there needs to be a place where, where people can experiment with what we can do to make the world a better place. and to From just... every small interaction. Yeah, exactly. That was my conversation with Philip Brigham from the class of 1997. I'm Rachel Isaacson, and you're listening to The Antioch Word. You can find more podcasts like this on WISO.org and NPR One.